up doing the same thing. Amen? So I'm thankful for them, and I'm sure enough thankful for a man of God. I guess he's, you know, we're trying to find his phone somewhere, but bless the Lord. Lord, let him find his phone in Jesus' name so he can tell the text ministry and the sound people or whoever he's trying to text uh, what he need from up here, all right? But let's give God a praise for Bishop Harvey B. I thank God for my man of God that so graciously takes good care of me. I'm thankful to the Lord for God allowing us to be in holy matrimony for over 40 years. It don't seem like it, but I tell you, I'm grateful to have a husband that cherish and nourishes me on a day-to-day -day basis and how he continues to uh, pour into me and uh, help me around the house and uh, does whatever he can do to make my life easier. And that's what it's all about. I'm thankful to the Lord. My staff was laughing at me this past week or some, so I think it was, yeah, this past week, was uh, saying something about Myra said she had to go get some gas and she had to do this and she had to do that. And uh, Dr. Harvey said, you don't know nothing about that. I said, I do know how to pump gas if I need to pump gas, but hey, I just don't have to. Because I just have a man of God that just makes sure I'm riding and riding good and with a full tank, you know. So um, I don't know the last time I filled up that car with gas, but anyway, praise God. <laughs> if I have to, I know what to do, all right. But since I don't have to, I just let him handle that. How about that? Amen. So um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. For him being in my life, and some of y'all know my new name for him is Chocolate Silk Milk. Watch yourself. Help, Lord. Hey, I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna hold on. Wait till I get get to the house with all that. All right, all right. But he's my sugar daddy. Uh huh. I got a sugar daddy, but we legal. Hallelujah. We legal. Yes, I got a sugar daddy. He gives me sugar all the time. Praise the Lord. Uh, but uh, I'm thankful again for each and every one of you. And thank God on yesterday with the singles. Oh, my goodness. We had such an amazing time with our singles. And we are thankful that this wheel is rolling and, and has some great ideas that we're going to be doing this year, implementing and knowing that God has everything in control. So uh, let's give God some praise for all of our single men and women in the house. Amen. And I must give a shout out to our culinarian uh, ministry. They always come through so beautifully. I thank God for them. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, I'm up here this afternoon or this morning, rather, and um, um, I heard Tony Evans say he's one of my uh, favorite speech, uh, speakers, um, besides my husband, amen, um, that said that during the course of a week, a pastor spends about 20 to 25 hours of preparing a message. 20 to 25 hours of just sitting, meditating, jotting things down, and then about 10 to 15 hours getting it all ready and lined up. That's a lot of hours to prepare 
for an hour or, in my husband's case, probably about an hour and a half message every Sunday. And he says this. Tony Evans said, and by God, somebody better get this word. Because I don't spend all this time preparing, sitting before the Lord to hear from the Lord to give you a powerful word that would change your life forever and you walk away empty, the devil is a liar. And I thought about that. I'm like, wow, I couldn't do this every week. This is a lot. It's a lot of anguish. Well, for me, let me just speak for me. Anguish and you sitting before the Lord and you are asking God, should I do this? You're racing, you're jotting down, you're taking a pad everywhere you go. And when you see different things, different scenarios going on, you write things down. And then you say, okay, now, Lord, show me how to put this together to make it come out to be something that somebody can glean from and pull from and become a better person. Because that's what it's all about. God wants you to become better than what you are right now. You may be great, but God wants you greater. That's right. Just in case you didn't know that you may be good, but God wants you better. He wants your life to be the best of the best. He wants you to live your blessed and your best life. But millions of Christians are not doing that because we don't take heed to the word of God. We may read it, we may, you know, listen to somebody speak about it, but we don't take heed to it. And then when we don't take heed to it, then we look at somebody else who's prospering and doing good, then we get jealous. No, this, this is for you today. And, and, and we, we can't sit here and say, so-and-so need to be here. No, you here. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So our um, theme, or should I say, uh, this month is winning and giving. Winning and giving. But I have two subtopics, if I can have two, which I can. <laughs> uh, I got permission, so I'm good. I am good. So I want to ask a question to the congregation. And, um, you know, I realize that I am not here to draw popularity cards. I am on an assignment from God and not from you. So we, Bishop and I, are going to speak what thus saith the Lord God. We were having a discussion the first of this month. And I said, babe, all God shared with me for this year is stick to the word. Stick to the word. It doesn't matter about your little 10 cent opinions. My little two cent opinion. What you feel, what you think, what you, well, you know, what you're going through right now. It's about what his word is saying. And what we have to do is stick to the word and we're going we gonna to be all right. We're going to be all right. My question to you this morning is, are you an access in the kingdom or are you a liability in the kingdom? Are you an access? And only you can answer this. So I can't turn to tell you to turn. I could tell you to turn to your neighbor, but you're the only one that can answer this question sitting in your seat. Are you an access in the kingdom 
or are you a liability in the kingdom? When the scripture in uh, Acts 20 and 35 that I'm going to be gleaming from, and uh, you know what? I can't help it. I got a lot of scriptures. But thank God that the text ministry is going to help you out. All right? Or if you quick on the, you know, with your fingers on your phones or however you can turn the pages, we're going to be rolling with it because I don't want to keep you long. I already know we're in the playoffs. Well, some of y'all know about the playoffs. And I didn't know y'all got something to do. You got somewhere to go. And, you know, hurry up to do nothing. That's about the size of it. I don't heard every kind of excuse just on this week why you can't attend church and you can't uh, engage in something that's beneficial. I don't heard a whole lot this week. In life, there are two types of people walking around on planet Earth today. There are givers and receivers. Some call the receivers takers. You are either a blessing or a burden, an asset or a liability, a problem solver or you the problem. There is always choices that you have to make in life what you are going to be from a day-to-day basis. You have to decide that you're going to get up and make a difference in your life so that you can make a difference in somebody else's life, or you have to decide whether you're going to stay in that little rut that you've been in for 10, 15, 20 years. You have to decide that. Think about it when you see or think about certain people when their name come up. Do you smile or do you frown? Because you already know what they're all about. You know, when you got your cell phone and you see that number, you be like, oh, Lord, what she want? You know, your brother, your sister, uh, somebody that you know, that you, they always want something. They don't call you to say, hi, just thinking about you. Just want you to know I love you. Uh-uh. You see that? Uh, what's wrong? Something going on. Or either you see a number, you be like, oh, my, okay. All right, something good getting ready to be said to me because that person you know always brings you good news. Always. Just think about the people in your life. Think about the people on your job. Think about the people in your home. Think about that and find out that they are, you will see that they are an access to your life or either a liability. If we as believers would just face reality with the word of God and take it at face value, we as God's people will be a mighty people. Everybody up in here, I don't care what your status is, you can live in a mansion, you can live in a shack. All of us have value and status in here according to the word of God. And I want you to know that you do matter. I know what the world do, they put us in categories and below average, average, and above average. You don't have to worry about that. You are above average because you are fearfully, wonderfully made in the image of God. And God created you for such a time as this so that you can be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Amen? The most unbelievable beatitude, I'm going to call it a beatitude in the scripture in the Bible, it says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. That's the most unbelieved scripture. We read it, we have heard it, and we might even study it, but we don't believe it as a whole. 
Acts 20 and 35, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the word, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, for he said that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. The Lord said it, even though it's not even recorded in the Bible. But you got to remember that God did a whole, Jesus did a whole lot of things that could not be recorded. He said, I think it was in John 21, they said if they wrote down everything that Jesus did, it would not be enough books to fill this world to tell you everything he did while he was on earth for 33 years. That's the vast awesomeness of what our God, our Jesus has done that we don't even know about. And don't worry about it because we can't hardly handle what the sisters is books that we already have. We struggle in those areas of the sister sis book. And some people, I want to know what the angels say. I want this. I want to know. You can't do the ones that you already have. Let me say. We struggle with what we already know. Okay? I'm trying to make it better. Okay? Fix my words. Fix my words. We must help the weak to become strong so that they can be, become strong enough to hold their own. That's what the scripture said. Remember the week, remembering the words that the Lord himself said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Okay, we're going to give, but we're giving to you as an individual so that you can grow stronger and that you can hold your own. Isn't that what we do as parents? We train our children so that they can hold their own? Who, who wants a 55-year-old on them? You stay on your hill. Nobody wants that. So when the babies are born, they are totally dependent upon their parents or whomever to take good care of them. And then what? Start training them. You got to start training them. All right. Okay. This is how you feed yourself. This is how you go to the restroom. Yeah, hey, this is how you act in public and private. Because we ain't going to have you cutting up in private and public. This is what you do. This is how you say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. I know some of y'all don't believe in that, but I do. I'm old school, whatever you want to call it. But, hey, I love it. Hallelujah. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You show respect to the elders. You show that, uh, that that person is in authority. Anybody that's in authority, you teach them how to act and behave. And that's what we're here to do. When you're a babe in Christ, we're teaching you, we're training you. So now you ought to know, hey, okay, I can pray more than the 23rd Psalms. Nothing wrong with the 23rd Psalms, but I, I can pray a little bit more now. Because we're teaching you, we're training you. And we're training you how to become who God wants you to be so you can hold your own. And holding your own means that you're going to help somebody else. Amen? Many Christians that just doesn't, what God does on a day-to-day -day basis for us is that we look at things and say, well, you know what? I don't know whether God did it or not because it don't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to say I'm more blessed to give than it is to receive. Our mindset can't handle that until we get the mind of Christ. You got to have the mind of Christ to receive what God is saying that is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Amen. 
for many Christians, it just don't make sense that it is a blessing that I have it to give. I have it to give, and then I can bless somebody else with it. Do you remember taking God at his word, face value? Do you remember the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus? When Jesus, when the angel Gabriel came to her and said, Mary, Mary, we want you to be the one that carried, carried Jesus. That was her assignment. Now, for some of us, that couldn't have been our assignment because we'll be all on Facebook showing our bellies and everything. Look, I got Jesus in me. We'll, we'll be all just showing it all. Look, I got Jesus. Look, this is baby Jesus inside of me. We, we wouldn't know how to act, so God didn't give that to you. So if you get pregnant, it's because the man's somewhere. All right. But he went to Mary and said, you're going to have a man child, and we're going to call him Jesus, right? And she said, Lord, she did. She, like, like many of us, were, Lord, how can this be? I don't have a man. I don't have a, I, I'm a virgin. How, how am I going to have a baby? He said, well, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you and impregnate you. And her words were, okay, Lord, be it unto me. She didn't understand it. And that's where Christians get you know, caught up because we don't understand it. We don't do it. Instead of just yielding and say, God, be it unto me. Be it unto me. And the things that God does, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but what God is saying, I just need somebody who will listen to what I say and do it. We are so full of questions about everything. Why we got to do that? Why are we saying that? Why are we buying that? Why, 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 why? It's okay to ask why if you're going to still do it. Mary didn't fully understand, but she trusted the Lord wholeheartedly. We can't quite comprehend that giving is better than receiving. Can I let you in on a, 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 a secret? It doesn't make sense and it won't make sense. Seeing that God is God. He's God all by himself. And whatever he says, and that's what's going to happen. Well, we don't have to believe it, but you can believe it. Because in Isaiah 59 and 9, 55 and 9, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And we got to look at that scripture and say, God don't deal with us like we deal with each other. And we think God deal with us how we deal with each other. You think God makes sense to you when he tell you, hey, I want you to give this away. Huh? Give what away, Lord? It's some men and women in the Bible that Trusted God even though they didn't understand. And I want to drill this into you today if I can, if you'll let me in, that you don't have to understand everything God is doing. He just requires you to trust him. That's all God requires you to do is trust him and then let him use you. As he used Moses, 
Moses trusted God when he said, stretch out the rod that you have and the sea divided itself. Now, that don't make sense. I got a rod and a body of water, but God want me to stretch it out. But Moses, what he did was take heed to the word of God and did what God told him to do. And a miracle took place right before his very eyes that they were able to go and walk on dry land. Joshua trusted God. Even when he didn't understand, he told the children of Israel to march around the walls of Jericho one time for six days. And I can hear these Cushites saying, why do we need to march around a city? Don't we need to have some bombs? Don't we need to have some arrows? Bishop must be crazy. Why we got to come out here and walk around this whole city one time? But Joshua didn't French, didn't fetch. Then, how do you say, then flinch. flinch, that's the word I'm looking for, thank you. He had the children of Israel to walk around six days, one time, and then on the seventh day, he said walk around seven times. Now what if Joshua would have been out of his place? Questioning in God, and Lord, you know the people, the people ain't going to understand what you're telling me. Lord, you know, um, God, I don't think we need to do that because I can hear some people's mouths now. And, and Joshua said, I'm not care. I don't care what the people say. This is what we're going to do. And when they did that, the walls came tumbling down, and they were able to take over the city. Now, that don't make no kind of sense. Am I right? Samson. Samson, Samson, Samson get a bad rap sometimes because, you know, he, he laid his head in the wrong lap. Samson get a bad rap, but Samson was a bad dude. You hear me? That man was a bad dude. He came against the Philistines and the, he killed a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey. That is impossible. Except God and his supernatural power come along and rescue him and help him. Listen, when I wrestle with my grandboys, I'm tired. To kill a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey and then he say, I thirst. And guess what happened? God provided water from the thing that he was beating them with. Things that God does, saints of God, don't make sense. And we try to make sense out of it. We can't make sense out of what God is saying, that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. You cannot do God's math for him. His math don't add up. It's not two plus two is four. It is not. It is not 12 times 12 is 144. It's not what we have been taught as a believer or as a child, child in school. And we try to put our logic with spiritual. You can't put spiritual with logic. That's why many of our lives are messed up right now because it just don't make sense to me. God told me a while back that um, I was seeing this uh, 
went to a singing or something with my, my children, and, and um, this, uh, it was a college thing, and, and God told me, um, hey, I want you to pay his tuition. looking up what pay his tuition and so I was like oh Lord okay I don't know how much his tuition is and Lord I don't know if I have it God said to me I wouldn't ask you to do it if you didn't have it oh my oh my so it must be something that I have already so I can be a blessing to this individual that needed his tuition paid. So, and now let me tell you what I did. I'm transparent. I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to write him out $1,000. God, I don't know. And so I said, I'm going to write him out $1,000. So I was going up there to, to give it to him. The Lord stopped me in my track. No, ma'am. I said, uh-oh, it's more than a thousand. <laughs> uh-oh, okay. Well, well. And the spirit spoke to me and said, go and ask him, what does he need? Go ahead and tell him. I went and asked him, what did you need? He said, ma'am. I said, what do you need for this semester? He said, well, ma'am, the Pell Grant, and you know all them grants that they be giving, or this and that, that and this or whatever. He said, I think it's around about 1100 or 1200 or something. I said, I got you. I said, okay. I said, I went back and, and wrote it out. And he went, I came back. I said, you know what? I don't know you. <laughs> you probably don't know me. He said, I know you. I know you. I said, okay. I said, all right. But God told me to give you this. And I said, I don't know your story. I don't know what's going on with you or anything like that. I said, but here it is. And you would have thought I gave him $100,000. He took off around that church, and he, he was so excited. And he said, God cared that enough about me? God cares that much about me that he put me on your heart? I said, yes, God cares about you just that much that he meets your need. He will meet your need. He'll meet you right where you are. Man. It don't make sense. And we try to make sense out of it. Can I tell you something? I don't care what your IQ is. It ain't smarter than God. I don't care how intellectual you is and how you, I'm a straight A student. And I, I get tired of hearing that because sometimes straight A students make the craziest decisions in the world. And no, I want to know, do you have character? I want to know, do you have integrity? I want to know, do you have good, enough sense to know when God does something on your behalf? Gideon trusted God yes, to rescue his, the people. Wow. And he thought, Lord, I, I, I need my 30,000 people. God said, you don't need no 30,000 people. 
it wind down to 300 people, 300 men. And God stepped in and turned that thing around and had his enemies to turn on themselves. What I'm trying to tell you, go ahead and step out in faith when God tells you to do something because you don't know it's a miracle behind what God tells you to do. God is not going to tell you to do something and nothing is in it for you. God's going to tell you to do some things and he's going to test you now because let me tell you what's happening. Let me tell you what y'all sit down. Let me tell you what's happening. Your money is tied to your emotions. That's why when you go to give somebody something, you kind of you kind of hold back. You know God is telling you to give something. You know God is telling you to bless this person. You know God is telling, well, Lord, now did you really say that? Let me tell you something. Satan ain't going to never tell you to bless nobody. Satan won't ever tell you, go and put some money in that woman's hand. He's not going to tell you that because he wants you to think you need all the dollars that you got. Because after all, I got to live. After all, I got I to gotta get my nails done, my hair done. I got to buy me some food. And I got to do this. I got to do that. You can think of everything in the book you got to do when it comes to blessing God's house and his people. But what you got to do is get past what you're feeling and what you're seeing. Because what you see ain't it. The best is yet to come. So some of us be so tight. We so tight that we say, I'm saving for a rainy day. I'm saving for a rainy day. I'm saving for a rainy day. And that rainy day, you know, it come and it go and I'm saving. And then something happened to you. And guess what? They fighting over your savings that you saved for a rainy day. That, that wife or the children got it and messing it up because you're saving for a rainy day. No, God wants you to be in a the, in the place that you're able to give so that he can give it back to you. How? In a good measure, press down, shake it together, and run it over. Now, this one blows me away. The Shulamite woman said, all I got is enough meal and oil for me and my son. And she said, I'm going to make this cake, and I'm going to die after I eat this cake and this oil. But the man of God, the man of God, see, the man of God right now don't give a good rap. You know, in somebody's book, that every man of God is crooked. That's, you are absolutely wrong. You got crooked doctors. You got crooked lawyers. You got crooked CPAs. You got crooked presidents. You got crooked senators. You got crooked in everything. But there are some good people, some righteous people, who are standing in the gap for God's people. And we have one of them right here, our bishop, that's standing in the gap, that have integrity and have character and trying to lead the people down the plain path. But the man of God said with her, you make my cake first. Now I can see eyes rolling in the back of some people's head. I can see where people 
where they're looking at, well, he already got enough. God didn't tell you that. He spoke and said, make my cake first. Remember, God will never tell you to do something without a reward behind it. Without a reward behind it. He'll never tell you to do something that he'll have something in store. He's just looking for your obedience. That's all. He's just trying to see. He, and you know what? When he tests, he don't just test and say, okay, say the American, uh, the, the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, you did good. You get a reward. Uh-uh, uh-uh. The test that God give us a hard test. Stuff, stuff that you, you be sitting there like, oh, God, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, Lord. Uh, you want me to do it? But, God, you, go, you know I got this, this. And, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. God said, uh-uh, I want you to do this. Make my cake first. She made that cake first. And the Bible declared that her oil and flour never ran down. Jesus turned the water into wine. Jesus healed many in the Old Testament, the ones that believed. There were some, some that he could not heal because of what? Unbelief. A lot of our blessings don't come because of unbelief. God said, I'm trying to get something to you, but you're trying to hold something to yourself, and I can't get it to you. Your unbelief hinders the move of God. And you got to get out of this mindset. Get out of this mindset where you let people tell you how to be blessed. Listen to the word of God, and the word of God will tell you how to be blessed. A giver will always receive, but a receiver will not always give. Your giving opens up doors for you to receive more. The more you give, the more you receive. Giving shows that you have a heart for God, a heart of God, because our God gives every day. Whew, brand new mercies. Great is his faithfulness. We, some of us been through some tough trials, tribulations, but look at you now. The grace and mercies of God. The pain was wacky, wrecking our bodies. We didn't even know whether we were going to live the next minute, the next day. But God's hand of mercy was upon us and raised us up out of that bed of affliction. Because he said that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us out of them all. God's word is right there to share with us, to show us, hey, I can do anything but fail. Because what he said, it's nothing too hard for him. Nothing impossible for him. And when he said there's nothing too hard for him, there's nothing too hard. And when he says nothing impossible, it's nothing impossible. I believe that. Do y'all believe that today? There's nothing that our God cannot do. Giving shows that you have the heart of God and God is always giving. You give to live and you live to give. You must give by faith and not by your emotions. 
God, show me something with these emotions. Our emotions are up and down and mostly down, especially at this time. You got so much mental issues going on. And people saying this, people saying that, the news saying this, the news saying that. And they don't know. I don't know if I can buy eggs no more because the eggs are too high. I don't know. Can I buy ketchup because the ketchup too high? I don't know. Well, I'm going to get some bacon. Well, you might not even need the bacon. But God will make a way for you to even get the bacon. Did you forget who you are? Did you forget that your God owns a cattle on a thousand hills? Did you remember that God, he's the one that rules this world? He rules it all. We belong to him. He's going to take care of us. Don't you worry about no grocery. If you don't have no money, he'll send a raven to feed you. to do it for you because you are his child. You said, oh, like Elijah, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to die because, Lord, I just don't know how. Well, what are we going to do? And uh, what's it, Jezebel after me? And, Lord, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. Uh, Lord, I just don't know how I'm going to pay these kids tuition. Lord, I don't know how I'm, how I'm going to pay this light bill, Lord. This light bill done doubled on me and my gas done doubled on me. And all kinds of things we be going off in our head. But you've got to silence your mind. you got to tell the devil, you are a liar. The blood of Jesus is against you. God will take care of me and my children and my relatives or whoever he's going to take care of. Because that's the kind of God we serve. Amen? Satan will make sure that you think about every bill you have. He'll make you think about everything you got to pay out, everything you got going on. You don't feel so well, so you got to go to the doctor. You got to fork out some money because you don't have insurance. And you got to do this and you got to do that. And you have to keep stepping and saying, God, you're going to make a way out of nowhere. Because I'm your child. And, Lord, I know you're going to touch somebody. Because let me tell you something. When um, um, I think it was my son that had uh, uh, something going on with his teeth. And, and uh, at that time, he was... Y'all couldn't help be on our insurance or whatever. And so I called a doctor friend of mine that got me in touch with another person, another person. And then he went and, and she made sure he was okay. And she said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You, you, you got you to gotta start making some connections. You got to start making some connections instead of being in your own little circle. And I, I'm going to isolate myself because I don't like people. People bless you. <laughs> you you got to stop isolating yourself from the congregation. Nobody knows when you come in. Nobody knows when you go out. And then you wonder, nobody called me. Well, you ain't even here around to be seen. That's right, that's right. You got to make yourself friendly if you want friends. Friends are here to support you like we shared with the singles yesterday. You, you got to have a support system. You can't do this by yourself. I know you think you all that in a bag of chips, but you can't do this by yourself. Uh -uh. You got to have some help. You got to have some backup. You got you to gotta get in the, in the groove with things. You got to start getting yourself on a team and getting to know somebody in the ministry and making help of yourself. You know, make yourself accessible because you're access and not a liability. But right now, you're a liability. Because every time somebody sees you coming, you need something. You want something.
something. But God wants you to be like this. Not today. Today I'm going to be a blessing. I got something in my hand, and I'm going to put it in somebody else's hand to be a blessing. Even if you don't have no money, you can babysit for, children, for people. You can, you can go to the grocery store for people. You can, there's all kinds of things you can do. But you got to get up, and you got to get out of yourself thinking that you all that in a bag of chips. I'm trying to tell you, you're not. Hallelujah. Let me tell you about somebody else. Y'all be seated. Peter and John was fishing all night. And they didn't have nothing in the net. Professional fishing, fishers. And I'm just talking about following instructions right now. I haven't even got to the meat of it, but I'm going to be done. Because I know how you can ever should get done. Well, you go ahead and leave. Go ahead, because you, you don't want a word from the Lord. See, this, this is for people who are hungry. And you are thirsty. See, I, I, I'm not a clock watcher when I go to church. Because I'm hungry. And I'm thirsty for the things of God. All that I've been through, I tell the devil he is a liar. I'm not going to give my attention or my allegiance to anything other than God. All that you go through in life and then you just shortchange God. You act like he's just there when you need him. No, 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 no. God wants you to love him in the good times and love him in the bad as well. You know, you, I'm doing God a favor. I'm doing Bishop a favor by being at church. No, you're not. Don't, don't, don't get, as evangelist uh, Arnie Ryle said, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. You're here because you need to be here, or, and you're going to hear by the divine order of God. Because he said your steps are ordered by God. But now sometimes we don't want him to order our steps, so that's why we get out of step. And God said, get back in step. Because I got something for you on down the road if you keep on trucking. But no, you want to get out of step because you got something to do. I got something to do. I got to go see. I got to do this. And today I don't feel like doing nothing. What if God said he didn't feel like blessing you today? Help, Lord. But, but Peter and John, was, they, they, were, they were fishing. And Jesus said, Cash your net. So Peter say, God, we've been here all night. And I can imagine Jesus saying, and? Lord, we've been here all night. But nevertheless, at your word, they cast it. And they had so many fish that the rope broke. All because they obeyed the voice of God. It didn't make sense that Jesus said, cast your net. Lord, I'm a professional fisher, fisherman. I know what I'm doing. I don't think you know what you're doing. But now you're talking to the divine, the divine person that's in charge. The, the fish obey his word.
the fish obey his word. And he say, I can just imagine. Can I imagine my sanctified mind? He just told the fish, all oh, y'all get in that net. And guess what? The fish went in that net. And it was so much that they didn't have room enough to receive it. And that's how God wants us to be, that he'll give us so much that we don't have room enough to receive it, that we have to give it away. Your blessings will overtake you. That's what the word said. It will overtake you. And you'll have an abundance. And that you'll have everything you need for yourself and for somebody else. Well, you know what? When God bless you with a good salary, it's not just for you. Oh, yeah, I make $100,000. Lord, thank you. Uh-huh, I can do this, 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 and this. But you know what? Don't forget. Put you some blessed money aside. Put you some blessed money aside. Give your tithes. Give your offerings. Because I will pour you out a blessing. And that's the only place where Jesus said, test me. And see if I won't open up the window of heaven. Pour you out a blessing. Oh, I'm ahead of myself. That you, he keeps saying that you won't have room to receive. He, he going to give you enough that you won't have room enough to receive. And when you don't have enough room, what do you do? You're supposed to give it away, not store it up. Do you know that storage industry is a, industry is a billion-dollar industry? The storage in, industry? And you see them going up everywhere. I said, well, what in the world? It, it's because Americans, we are hoarders. And, and, and we would rather give $200 away every month Instead of just giving the stuff away. We'd rather pay to keep junk, because most of us got junk all stored up in there. $200 a month when you can use $200 to be a blessing. You can use $200 to give towards somebody and help somebody else. But no, you want to get in and put it in a storage. And you go look at it, ain't nothing but raggedy junk. Really, most of it just need to be on the trash pile, burnt up. The shoes don't even work because they don't rot it out on the bottom. Why are you keeping those? Why? Why? Because we feel like if I don't hold on to it, you know, I may need it. I may need it. That's a size two, sister. You in a 12. You, you ain't going to be able to get up in there. Maybe one leg. That's why when I give away things, I don't be sitting around watch, trying to watch you wear it or do anything. You do whatever you want to do with it. When I give it away, it's no longer mine. So you all that be giving stuff away, stop looking for folk to wear your stuff. They might not like it. They might not like it. 
That's why Bishop tell you, don't buy it for first lady, because if I don't like it, I'm not wearing it. I'm, oh, it got quiet. That's what I said. If I don't like it, I'm not wearing it. So you have to be, when I give stuff away, it is no longer my possession. It is the person's. And have, they can do whatever they want to do with it. We don't gave away how many cars, Bishop? Three? Three? Four? Three? Whatever. And two of them wound up in the jump pile. Because folk didn't take care of it. Especially little Hun Hun. Y'all remember our little Honda? We had a little maroon Honda. Bishop, ooh, Bishop. One thing about Bishop, he takes care of his vehicles. He, he, he takes care of them and he baby him, he docked on. I said, babe, don't put no more money in Hun Hun. Hun Hun don't have his days. They don't put no more money in there. Yeah, but I'm going to fix it up and I'm going to give it to so-and-so. And then two months later, it was sitting in the trash pile. But you know, it's not ours. She did what she needed to do with it, and so be it. You do what you're supposed to do because blessings are meant to transfer. Blessings is, is, oh, let me get to this part. Let me get to this part. Satan, again, will make you think that you got all kinds of things that you got to do. God releases your blessing when you releases your, when you release your giving. He releases your blessing when he, when you release your giving. If you want to be blessed in abundance, give. Don't, don't be frowning on people who are givers. And, and listen, check this out. We have some bona fide givers, and I mean the gift of giving in this ministry. And, and that's a clap. Yeah. Just this week alone, Bishop and I received four first fruit giving. Just this week alone. But now, that's... But it lets me know that God is blessing his people with increase more and more. He said, I will increase you more and more, you and your children. So those that practice first fruit, you better watch out. Because it's coming to you multiplied. So it lets me know that, you know what? I'm going to receive this. And you can't get mad at people who receive the word of God. I know we do, but you can't get mad at people who receive the word and they do and just abundantly just give. I mean, they just give like it ain't nothing. And we don't even know sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's giving is painful. Don't, don't fool yourself. Sometimes God telling you, uh-uh, take that, take that, buy that, that little savings right, right there and give it to so-and-so. But God, I was saving for my car. You ain't got enough anyway. Give it to him. Sometimes giving is painful. And that's what we call sacrificial giving. And sometimes we sow to the word. See, people get upset. I had a, my, my children had to hold me back one time. This, you know, person was saying, you don't have to sow on the altar and, not, and, and be a copycat. I said, well, you copycat everything else. 
You copycat with your hairstyle. You copycat with your clothes. You copycat everything that the celebrities come out with. All you right. want it. Watch out. So if we're doing something good by sowing into the word, won't you be a copycat in that? So Myra said, Mom, don't do that on social media. I said, well, she did it openly. I need to share this openly. I said, you copycat everything else. That's all the fun I'm going, Myra. That's all the good. <laughs> you know, people... They, they think that they got a word from the Lord and they're just as worldly as all get out. And people take what they say, you, consider the source. Consider who, who, who's sharing and who's talking and see what their life all about before you start saying, that's right, that's right, I, I, I said the same thing and don't give a quarter. Always in need. Don't give a quarter and always got something to say. And God is saying, don't listen to the naysayers because whoever has your ear, have your future. Your future is in your giving. Your future is in your giving. Giving of yourselves, and I'm coming on in. I ain't even get to number one, but it's okay. I got a long introduction. Giving of yourself and your resources gets God's attention to release abundance to you and your family. Your giving, like Cornelius in the book of Acts, his giving came up as a memorial. It, came, it, it was sweet-smelling Savior to the Lord in his nostrils because his giving got his attention. So every time you give with the right attitude now, because some people give with the wrong attitude. We're going to talk about the attitude in a little bit. But when, when, when you are giving, it goes up as an instant. God said, ooh, who is that down there? Who is that sowing into the kingdom? Who is that? Who is that giving to the ministry work of the Lord? Because we, we got to realize that our giving is not in vain. Listen, people play the lottery in hopes that they think, and, and I don't know if I'm stepping on somebody's toes, but just say ouch. The billion dollars that was just given away, y'all heard about that? The lottery made $98 billion. Go look it up. Made $98 billion. And they said 68% went towards the schools. And I said to myself, if 68% went towards the school, why are they always doing fundraisers? Lord have mercy. That's a good question. Why are we always, our children selling candy, mattresses, scratch cards, what? towels, what? peanut butter, and cookie dough? Uh, 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 whatever. Why are we doing fundraisers when this money is supposed to be going towards our schools? You're walking heaven. And so now they say 68% went towards the school, and, and I can't, because it's, it's it was world, you know, uh, uh, in our nation, 
but now you got Chicago, Mississippi, Washington, D.C., uh, 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 Alabama, school system, they don't even have no heat. And you telling me that 68% went towards the schools? Somebody ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Then they say 28% went towards administrative fee and they cleared $28 billion. How you clear $28 billion when there's a need? all this stuff. Y'all be thinking I'm crazy, but I'll be looking at all this stuff because it's no shortage of money. It's just in the wrong hands. It's just in the wrong hands. There's no shortage. You ain't gonna tell me it's a shortage. It's just in the wrong hands. And God is trying to get it to us because the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, but we don't act right. We don't act right. Because I don't heard the, the, I don't know how many people Say, Bishop, when my ship come in, I'm going to be a blessing to the church. And when that ship come in, they sell out with it. They sell out with it. They sell right out with it. They sell out with it. Church folks, something else. I'm, I'm telling you, we've been, well, I and Bishop been dealing with church folk all our lives because we PKs. And we have seen the dirt that they did to our parents and, and the stuff that they said and they did this and they did that and all kinds of things that, that you don't think church people will even fathom in their mind. But they, I'm like, how that thought come to you and you do all that praying? How the thought come to you? And you messing up the church family by telling lies and rumors and gossiping about everything that's going on wrong at the church. And you did not hear to my father, 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 nothing. Church ain't no show. It's for real. It's not about entertainment. It's for real. It's a living organism. And God want his people to have the best, but let's get the best the right way. The right way. Let's do right. Let's do right by God. God is saying, hey, I want you to finance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Give your tithes, give your all. I ain't giving that man. Yeah, we, we hear it all. You ain't giving to no man. Look, okay, let me tell you this. Yes, you are giving to a man. That man going to make sure the lights are paid. They're going to make sure the air can come on. They're going to make sure the heat can come on. They're going to make sure we got everything in place. They're going to have to pay these musicians. They're going to have to pay these singers. They got to pay staff. They got to do all kinds of things. Are you asking us what we're doing with the money? You sitting on it. You walking on it. When you go to the bathroom and take that toilet paper, that's your ties. You can look at that tissue paper a little bit different now. Oh, I tied money. At <laughs> and you use 10, 10 paper towels. You don't need but two, but you use 10. 
Look at it a little different. Oh, these are tithes and offerings. Because if we didn't have toilet paper, child don't make no sense to find church like that. You don't have no toilet paper. It don't make no sense, child, that we'll have no uh, uh, paper towel in the bathroom and the bathroom nasty and it's this and it's that. The devil is a liar. We take pride in this sanctuary. Thank you, Sister Galloway. I appreciate you and your husband. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Take pride in what she does for the kingdom of God by keeping everything on the up and up. We have people coming in here during the week all the time. Oh, I didn't know y'all had it like this. What, like what? This, was, this is God. God is excellent, so we what? Excellent. What did Bishop say? We have honor, order, honor, and, and excellence, and incitement. We want the excellence on our ministry and on our lives. I don't want no dad or do. I grew up in dad or do. I don't want that. You have to change up stuff all, uh, every now and then. But why we need to do that? Because it's dust that much on the curtain, so we had to take them down and throw them away. They dry rotted. We want to be a Christian life. Put a pin in this. A Christian life, we supposed to be progressing. Everything about your life should be progressing. For those of us been married for quite some time, we don't drive that same car when we first got married. <clears throat> we had a little, I don't know, 74 Pinto. What was it, babe? 74 Pinto. I don't want no Pinto now. I don't want nothing little. I got a flap down in. And I don't want no shotgun house. You can see all through it, everything, and then walking on the floor, you can see the chickens up under there. You can see the pigs up under there. You can see the cat, the dog, and the rats. You can see, we, we, we have moved from that. We have moved from that. And now you got a fine, nice house. And you don't have to go and have a, you know, uh, or let them put the fan in the window. I grew up with the fan in the window. How many of y'all grew up with the fan in the window? And then we have but, but two. My mom and dad got one. And the girls and the boys used to sneak it from each other while we were asleep. Now, you just go flip a switch. That's your house. You can have it as hot as you want or as cold as you want. Because that's where God has brought you from. Okay, let me get done. Those who don't finance the kingdom of God, I want you to know that it's a form of fear. Because you think you can do better keeping your money instead of God blessing you to do better with your money. See, you, some of you don't know, some of you do know, some of you don't know Bishop and myself, but my husband been tithing since he was 14 years old. Don't you think by now that he should be a blessed man of God? He should be. 
and he had to teach me how to give my tithes and offering. And he was a sinner telling me how to be a blessing to the kingdom because he grew up in it. But when you grow up ignorant, you, that's what you do. I gave due. And a fifth Sunday report every fifth Sunday. Y'all know about them fifth Sundays? Okay. But then when I came into the knowledge of the truth, I began to tithe. And God immediately showed himself strong and mighty in my life off of tithing the very next day. Because I said, if that's what the word said, I'm going to do it. And yes, over in Japan, we had some people, you know, they were, at that time, we were one stripe, well, I don't know what it was, Amma Basic, whatever it was. And we had people who, you know, oh, I used to be like, oh, man, they're a tech sergeant. They're a master sergeant. They're a chief master sergeant. They're a captain. They're this and they're that. And we're not tithing. We're, we're not tithing because they said our pastor had enough. And I said, I'm being, I'm being uh, uh, I, was, I was just being curious because I had just really got saved. And I asked the question, I said, is it based off of how he looked or what the words say? And he got quiet, just like y'all got quiet. The man said, well, I just, I'm, I'm just telling you, this is one of the officers of the church. I'm just telling you, I'm not giving, I'm not giving all my time. And so I said, well, speak for yourself. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. He said, you don't have to do all that. He said, you don't have to do all that. And and, and, and when we look back, that's why they have nothing, and they still don't. (laughs) And then they asked the question, you you and Minister B at that time, you and Minister B still together? I said, what did you expect? We're still together, loving God, loving each other, living our best life. Because you decided that you weren't going to give yours, didn't deter me to give mine. So that's why I say you got to know who's in your ear. Because the Bible says in in Corinthians, uh, uh, corruption, uh, excuse me. Uh, a good manners corrupt good manners. Excuse me. How it go? Evil communication. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Do you know people can corrupt you, and you have great intentions that they can sway you from doing what you know to do, and 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 they're your best friend. And and you'll be like, I, I'm sorry, I love you, but uh, this, I'm I'm gonna keep on doing what what the Bible say do. That's why I say stick with the word. What makes you think that giving your tithes and offering that you will have all your needs met by not giving your tithes and offering that you will have all your needs met? When Jesus said, now, I will supply you with all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Don't trust yourself more than you trust God. Blessings are meant to be shared and transferred. That's why God said you have no room to store them. 
That means you have enough for yourself and you have leftovers to give to somebody else and help them come up. You, you are here to help somebody come up. That's what you're here to do. But now, check this out for us that are givers. You can keep on teaching and keep on sowing and keep on trying to teach people, but if they don't want to go find somebody else, find, find somebody else that, that's, that's willing to say, hey, I, I, I see your light, and I know God is blessing you. So since I see you, can I come up under you and see what you, all you do? It's okay to do that because the Bible says mark the perfect man. So if you see somebody blessed in their life, you're like, man, how y'all got that? Like, how y'all doing it? And you start sharing with those and tell them how you do this, how you do that. And, and then before you know it, your life takes off. Amen. And you'd be like, oh, my God, God is so good, isn't he? Yes, and I'm going to stop right there. But I want to uh, say that in Genesis 12, 2 and 3. Put that on the screen where it says God is talking to Abraham. And this is before the law. You know, you got a debate. Tithing is under the law. I tell you, know your word. It says, I will make you into a great nation. Who, who going to do this? Okay. I will bless you. Who going to do this? I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Who's going to do that? Verse 3. And I will bless them. Who? Who? Okay. I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God said he will make your name great. It is not what you wear or drive that make you great. It is not where you live or where you work that make you great. Let me tell you what makes you great. Your obedience to God will make you great. God has things set up for you individually to bring blessings to the house of God corporately. All right. So what you are doing right now individually is a setup for what he wants to do corporately. All right. God wants all his people to thrive and be who he wants us to be. In other words, he wants to thrive and become the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, the lenders and not the borrowers. If I can share this before I sit down. There was a committee here in the uh, Houston County area that I was um, appointed to be on the committee for a uh, African-American bank. Some of y'all may remember, some of you may not, but I'm going to try to put it in a nutshell, okay? All right. So with that involvement, you, of course, you got to go to the city um, you got to go talk to the mayor. You got to talk to the county commissioner. You got to talk to some of everybody to start up different businesses and especially banks. And I already got a strike against us. Against us. What? What's that? Okay. All right. I already got a strike against us. 
So on this committee, I was sharing with the committee chairman, hey, you got to have your ducks lined up before we go before these people. I said, you got to have yourself together before we go to these people. I said, I don't like half-stepping. And I, if I'm tied to it, we're going to have to have them papers right. We got to do the right thing. Well, we got it. We got it, Dr. B. We got it. Okay, all right. So we working and getting everything together and, and, and trying to, you know, uh, uh, make sure that everything is on the up and up. And so we finally get a, a, a meeting with the mayor. And they asked these uh, questions that I did not know. You know, you, you just sitting there because you, you, you trying to learn the ropes. And um, so the mayor asked a question, and so the chairman looked at me. I looked at him. <laughs> and, and so he said, uh, uh, maybe Dr. B have an answer to, that, to this question. And I said, sir, I'm going to go ahead and, and be honest with you. I don't have the answer to that question. I said, but I do have the answer to this, 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 and this, and this. So he says, the mayor said, well, you got to have the answer to this question before we can get to this, 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 and this. I said, okay. So I said, well, can we make another meeting? Now, I'm not the sports, uh, spokesperson for this group. I'm just a part of this group. I'm not the spokesperson. And I'm sitting here like, Sweetheart, did, did you not know you admitted that answer before you got up in there? You met with the mayor before we met with the mayor. And so, of course, all of that, we was doing this, doing that, da-da-da-da, and then it just dissolved. We had land right here on, I don't forgot that road, street up, North Davis. And I said, Lord... We can do this thing, but we got to get ourselves together. We got enough people in our community that have enough money to do what they need to do. But no, we got to figure out and we got to argue who the heck. Who holding the money? Rightfully so, but at the same time, we got to trust our judgment. And I was taught, my husband always taught me, trust people until they can't be trusted. You got to learn how to trust people and release yourself to people until they show themselves. So I'm, I'm saying we got what it takes, saints of God, to move forward, but we got to have our ducks lined up to do the right thing. I met this Monday with a professional basketball player that wants to um, do something for the school. And I, I, I said, well, he said, well, what's the need, Dr. B? I said, well, first and foremost, a new, uh, a new school and a, and a new, gym, and a new uh, gymnasium. He said, well, Dr. B, he said, I've been in a place where if I had a thousand, if you had a hundred people, to give a thousand dollars, there's your down payment. If you, I say, keep talking. He said, you got to get in, got to get out in the field. I said, well, sir, we 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 know lots of people, whatever. He said, no, I'm gonna show you how to do this. He said, cause that's my living, that's what I do. He said, you this school getting ready to be blessed like no other. 
He said, I'm going to work on 100 people with you to give you $1,000. I forgot who he played for. I don't know. Anyway, that's what he does, him and his professional athletes, him, his team of people or, or whatever the case may be. And I, I said to myself, Lord, we got what it takes, but it's so hard to get what it takes from the people of God. And we, if we want to push forward everything that we're doing, we got to become givers. First, we got to learn how to manage what God has given us and not overspend and not uh, spend it foolishly uh, just on anything and, and whatever. We, we just buy crazy things now. But if we can look at an investment for the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is what's going to bless us to be successful. All that other stuff out there. In other words, put your money where your mouth is. Because we got what it takes right here in our ministry. To advance to the other side. We, we can do it. But we got to get our minds right. And we got to get ourselves in a place that we'll come and hear the information and act on it. Bishop been teaching us about investments, insurance, ever since this ministry been in conception. Wednesday, we're going to be talking about investment and insurance again. And it's still going to be some people, I ain't doing that. Okay. All right. That's on you. But for those of us that want to grow and want your money to grow, you'll be here. Because the Bible said that a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. My inheritance is going not only to my children, but my grandchildren. And if I teach them right, it's going to be transferred. As we transfer out of here, our money is going to transfer to every generation. Amen. Now, since I'm talking about giving, I want to give. I want to give today. So, you know, I asked my husband, I said, I want some money. He loves when I ask him for some money. And I love asking. Because, you know, um, Bishop and I, we're doing well. We don't need no more money for ourselves. When we get money, it's going to be for the kingdom. Because we, we on our way to debt free. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, besides my father, Bishop is one of the smartest men I have ever ran into. And I'm not just saying that because he's my husband. Because some women be like, uh-uh. My husband ain't got it like that. But I'm telling you, God has smiled on me. And when I, I, I look and see where we have come from, we started this ministry giving $90 every two weeks um, in tithes. That's $180, right? $1,800 a month. What? 30 years ago. I was a stay-at-home mom for 13 years. But my man of God took that 1800 
dollars, pay all of our bills, and at that time before we started the school, our children were in private school. My mother-in-law said, how in the world y'all can have both children in private school? I said, Mama B, it's nothing but the grace of God. I said, we pay our tithes and offerings, we eat, we do what we need to do. I said, we can't spend foolishly because we don't have enough to spend. But I want to make sure my children get the education that they need. That's before we started the school that we have now. And we start giving. And, and um, I remember we were at Fellowship Bible Baptist, and we was in a fundraiser as well, building the, not the dome, but the church before the dome. And Bishop asked us to give some money, and we had a little savings, but not much, but Bishop said, babe, I'm going to give it all. And, of course, as a wife, I'm, okay, you're going to give it all? She's like, yep. She said, you know what? Every raise that we get, that I get from the military, I'm going to give it to God. Okay. All right. And so um, we started doing that, and invest, uh, Bishop Reed brought in investors, and, and we started learning more and more about finances and, and different things that we had never heard. It was just brand new to us, like, wow. But my husband took all of what he had been taught or whatever and started investing and start giving and start putting money aside and things like that and seeing like the monies that I didn't think we had God was multiplying it so one day sitting up in Fellowship Bible Baptist Church God told me to give where we wanted to be and at that time you make it $1,800 a month $2,000 a month I said well okay Lord my thinking was like this so I said 3000 so God said, give it then. Next thing I know, we were giving tithes off of $3,000. Of course, ranks and, and different things. And then my husband opened his business out of his trunk, whatever it was. That's how the bookstore came about, Uplifting Ministries. Uh, he's always been an entrepreneur. And, and, and I said, now how did we get $3,000 a month? Bishop said, I don't know. All I know is keep obeying God. If God tell you something else, keep doing it. <laughs> and that's what we have done. That, that's, we way over and above where we should be as tithers. But that, the 10% is just a starting point. It's just a starting point. And you can work your way up. And I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad or nothing, but I'm just saying, you can start right where you are today. It's not too late. And forget about what has happened in the past. Start new and fresh today. And get your life together so that God will get the increase out of your life. Amen? And I want to call up Sister Morris. Would you please come up? And Sister Penny Williams, will you come up? Sister uh, Mary King, will you come up? The Lord told me to, uh, and Sister uh, Carolyn Taylor. Sister Taylor? No, that's her. Sister Taylor, come on, sweetie. 
share with you. Cheryl, Cheryl, thank you, thank you. Miss Cheryl Taylor. Who else did I call? to share with you all a blessing that came to my hand. Each one. Just handing out to each one of you. Oh, Sister Barbara Smith. One to each. One to each. See, uh, this is what we do on a regular. But the Lord told me to share this with you all today. That your needs not only being met, but the things that you have been praying for and asking God for is getting ready to come to pass. I don't know what you've been praying about, what your life is all about. Other than I just know y'all some beautiful women of God. Just quiet assassins don't make that much noise in the, in the, the sister Mars a little rowdy but I like that rowdiness about her but your lives is getting ready to turn for the better and I want to be a part of that I want to be a part of that and, and when you get it tell me because it's going to turn around Turn around one time for me. Turn around. Thank you. Turn back around to me. I want to be a part of your life. So I share out of my goods, Bishop and I, our goods, so that you can soar to know that God thought about you. Amen. I love each and every one of you, and you have so much giftedness to give to the body of Christ and you're passionate about what you do so whatever you got in your pocket that you're asking God Lord do this do that just know that he's sharing with you now so that you can get it and share with others amen give the Lord a hand clap of praise everybody's standing everybody's standing I want you to know that this ministry is a blessed ministry. And I have jotted down some things that when you give your tithes and your offerings to the winning church, you finance the homeless shelter. You finance Habitat for, um, humanity. for humanity. You help prisoners. You help people who are hungry. We financed the, the, um, the Middle Georgia Food Bank. The homeless shelter, we give to them annually, but I think it was last year that they needed new mattresses. And we were able to give. If you all would have seen those mattresses, I got a fine bed. And this is
is all they have. We're so blessed and don't know it. We make other people smile when we help. It was a crisis in Mississippi where we helped with the water. a crisis with the hurricane and tornado victims in Florida. Brother TB father got burnt out this ministry help. Pastor Russ needed help when a tornado came in and destroyed his church. I can name all kinds of things that we do here. We help an AAU team travel to California because the parents didn't have enough money. I can go on and on and on and tell you how this ministry blessed people. And you don't even know it that this ministry is helping you be blessed because you blessed the ministry. I has to have such a big heart for this city. He tries and tries and tries to bring these pastors together and say, hey, won't we all just pitch in and do this and do that for the city? And out of 13, he'll probably have five participants. And then you wonder, why are we so blessed as a ministry? Don't have a whole lot of money in the bank because 501 c 3 you can't keep a whole lot of money in the bank. You got to spend it. So we try to spend to the best of our ability with what we have. But when you withhold your, your resources, your tithes and your offers, you hinder the move of God. Not just for your own life, but even for this ministry. And you better believe you have pastors stop by here all the time asking Bishop, how do you do what you do? Because we need help. Your Bishop just helped someone that stopped by the church this week. and say, Bishop, I just want to stop by to tell you that we paid our mortgage off. He said, if it had not been for you, introducing us to your banker. We wouldn't even got the loan. He said, I just want to tell you thank you. I just want to tell you thank you. So I thank God for this angel of this house. I thank you, Bishop, for sharing your blessings and your knowledge with the people of God.